This is the Power Power Podcast. My name is Sarah of Underground Crowds. We hit Bible topics, smash book studies, punch out some songs here and there, and light up his word to strengthen our souls. Thanks for listening. Verses 16 through the end of the chapter. And yesterday, we got all the way up to the point where Paul uses something that's part of the culture and brilliantly turns it around, um, but not in a kitsch way, um, in something that they would have related to. Um, that they the people in Athens would have been interested in. So let's pray and let's get started. Lord, I pray that you help us today uh, understand your ways are not um, set out like game rules, but more by moving uh, according to your Holy Spirit. And that there are times uh, that we need to wait um, and there are times when we need to speak, but that it's your spirit that um, provokes us and enables us and um, and is even creative um, in um, how you relate to people and, and your desire to save people is greater than ours could ever be or to see people get saved. Um, and your love for people far outweighs all of our imagination. Um, I pray that you would help us to grant this to your hands. And, and, the, and by that I mean um, replace our efforts with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So we know that Paul is going around Athens. He's reflecting on what is going on there with the idolatry. And um, I can imagine him walking around and observing. And um, and it says here that the, the Holy Spirit provoked him, um, that he was in his spirit um, awakened to the need around him um, that the evilness did not um, draw him back so we know that he was operating according to a spirit that was fearless uh, he didn't go into that with retribution or no not retribution and what's the word um a a backfootedness like we talked about yesterday um he was in a place spiritually that he could be used now we could say that's a number of things and that's what we're going to talk about today how do i today Come to a place where I can be used. 
I th and I think there are several things um, that we can do to ensure that God would work through us. And a lot of that is emptying ourselves of ourselves. That means, and I just read um, recently, I think it was actually in a different book, but talking about how self-effort is a real deceiver because behind it we can have good intentions. Our emotions can line up and, and our drive lines up and our intentions are good and our goals. But somewhere along the line, if we are not listening to the Holy Spirit, we end up doing a lot of maybe good things in the wrong way. I don't know if you've ever been really entrenched in like Christendom, Christian, Christian uh, circles. And um, I know personally I've been part of churches where there was no Holy Spirit anywhere to be seen. Anywhere. It wasn't even brought up. It was a scary, spooky topic that nobody ever talked about. That operating according to the Holy Spirit, meh. It was subjective and it was optional and as the Lord has delivered me in, in uh, well various ways but in one of the main ways and one of the but one of the ways that it has been the hardest to break me from is this well I'm just gonna do Christian things when I feel like it And I find that I am used the most when I feel it the least. Like today, there was no drive. There was no like, I, I don't say this because I want to kind of give you a, a bad impression of what it's like to do these podcasts because it's generally, it's generally okay. But lately it has been a pool just to get here and do the podcast. My emotions aren't behind it. They're not in, I, I'm in the middle of summer or, and I wrote recently on Instagram, I've been struggling with depression and just a, a real mm, slow burn, I guess, of burning off the residual um, self-effort. And it's a painful process. And, and in that painful process, I'm like, podcast? I don't really want to. But I find when God uses me, my and this is key, my emotions don't have to be there. I don't have to, I don't have to feel, oh no, I'm up for this. It's kind of like going to the gym. If you get yourself into that place where you know that it's right, you know that it's your calling, but you get up at five o'clock and you're like, mm, I'm not sure I want to go, but you do it anyway. And you never regret it. 
You always feel better after. I have, of course, there have been times where I've been off the, the, I'm not, there's, I'm not perfect at all. But of course, there's times when I'm, you know, in a funk or it just doesn't come off well, the podcast is kind of dives or whatever. Um, but in a general sense, God has met me here. Rain, sleet, snow. And whether or not my emotions back me up or whether or not I feel that, that drive to do it. To put it on the list and get it done. Seldom, seldom, okay, maybe not ever. Is it a list-oriented thing? There might have been a period of that as as growing or whatever. But um, if I broach the subject, like, okay, um, you know, I'm going... I'm going to do this in my strength. It would not have reached anyone. I, I, I bet it fell flat. I'm not going to go listen to all my podcasts and find out which ones were. Sand, Holy Spirit. I'm not going to go find that out for you. But it's not by my strength. Not by my power. It's by his spirit. That's what he says. And so, Paul is going through town reflecting. He's not putting his words and his knowledge ahead of the game. Otherwise, we would not get with this next passage that we're about to read. If he had gone into Athens with all his head knowledge and all his quotes and all the things he knew to be true, which he knew to be true, and just and just treated everyone like cookie cutters and this is turn or burn and goodbye. We would not have gotten the message that we get when he's taken to Areopagus that hits home. Paul is quiet. Paul is still in a sense in his spirit. Yes, he's walking around Athens, but he's still in his spirit. He is able, he's not filled with his own thoughts. Filled, okay, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this, as they're dragging him to Oropagus, blah, 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 we're gonna, he is still in his thoughts. He is not running ahead of the Lord. And here's what he says. Verse 22, then Paul stood in the midst of Areopagus, and said, "Men of Athens, I perceive, if you didn't get it's for it's Acts seventeen, sixteen. Now we're in twenty-two. Then Paul stood in the midst of Areopagus and said, "Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. 
four, as I was passing through, that means this just happened. See, I, I know I'm, I'm like standing on a soapbox here, but if I was being dragged to the Oropagus, you just put yourself in his place. I'd be thinking, okay, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna put him in their place here, I'm gonna be really funny there, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, oh. I get myself all worked up. I would not have the eyes open to see what Paul describes here. For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription. Now, granted, it might have been earlier that he was walking around and saw it. To the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. He saw, and ain't nobody going to see what is spiritually discerned but the Holy Spirit. And so when I say Paul saw, I mean Paul was open to see that a steeply religious people had a space, had a space for an unknown God. And who jumps in that space? Isn't it a beautiful picture? The Holy Spirit's like me, 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 me. Tell them about me. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshiped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. All. I don't see a clause there. All things that you need. All things that you need to say. All things that you need to do. He's already planned them. He already has a plan of action. He is willing to use you. You have to be open to being used. And he has made from one blood every nation of men. I tell people that I don't believe in racism. And this is uh, on, I'm, I'm, today I'm going to post over here. The I just did the song Summertime. Um, but if you needed a scripture as to why I don't believe in races, um, this is it. One blood, all the nations. Every nation of men to dwell on all the, so the face that you see, black, white, purple, yellow, is your blood crossed from you at any table, in any place, on any south side or north side of the hemisphere. You were sitting across someone with your blood. Of the, he has determined their 
pre-appointed times and their boundaries of their dwelling so that they should seek the Lord. And this is our, our point here for this podcast. And the hope that they might grope, keeping momentum, that they might grope for him. Wow. What a, what a youth, what a, a picture. This isn't passive. I said a prayer one time and now God just automatically uses me. No, to grope, that means to grab and to keep grabbing after Christ. That's effort. That's intention. That's a momentum that's moving forward. Remember yesterday we read Proverbs 4. We, we are like, I don't know if you can hear my hands, but we are groping and we are pressing and we are reaching, running the race, yo, forward. This is no passive. It'll happen naturally. I, okay, you know, I read my Bible. In intention. Are we marked by intention? Are we marked by our resilience? That when we're grabbed, grabbed and hauled off the Oropaguses, We've got the wherewithal to know where our strength comes from. It is in location, like we talked about yesterday. It's our depth in Christ. That we can see what the Spirit would want us to see and react in a way the Spirit would want us to react. To be able to save myself when I was given that opportunity, God was able to use me. Because I wasn't running away in fear. Because I thought I thought that lo- location was everything. I thought keeping out of that was what God wanted me to do. It was physicality for me. If I wasn't in the physical same place as where bad things happen, I'm I'm good. I was able to take the opportunity because I didn't I I didn't I wasn't doing that. I wasn't running away. I was able to take the opportunity and be used by God because I wasn't distracted. Because I hadn't gone off the rails. You know, I, t- I, I, I thought I had to be relevant and do everything that everybody else was doing around me. And so they didn't see any difference. No, no. I had the opportunity. Why? Because I didn't go right. As we talked about yesterday in Proverbs, I didn't go right and I didn't go left. I had my eyes open. I had my ears attentive. I had been reading this. And this is everything to me. And what God says matters. And so when I was dragged to Oropagus, spiritually speaking, I said the thing. Oropagus happens way before.
for Oropagus. You don't trip over Oropagus. You're walking with Jesus to Oropagus. No way. If God is not chaotic, those, those opportunities are not a mistake. And soldiers don't walk into a fight untrained. So in him, or verse 28, for in him we live and move and have our being. Another picture. For in him we live. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. I got my mind around that. In him we move. What? I did a lot of moving today. I'm not sure that was in him. But that's what it says. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. The closer you get to Jesus, the more like yourself you're going to be. Let me say that again. The more you're hidden in Christ, the more you are who you're supposed to be. Because he created you. What did we just talk about? He created, yeah. One blood thing. He created you. So you don't have to worry about who Larry, Moe, and Curly at school think. They, you don't have to worry about the friends we talked about yesterday and saying, so long. This is not going the right way. You don't have to worry about any of that because none of them created you. No one on this earth has the deed. So why are you acting like people around you have co-ownership of you? Like they get to tell God what you're, what you're for. Or what you're good for. Or what you're not good for. He didn't hand over any blueprints of anyone to anyone else. For in him, we live. In him, we move. In him, we have our being. As also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Therefore, since, since we are offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this, to all by raising him from the dead. He's in charge. He took the keys of death and hell and he's in charge. That should be sobering. And for those of us who are swimming in darkness, 
you won't find your way out without your key. And that is Jesus Christ. Because death and hell and life, eternal glory, future, past, present, are in his hands. The understanding that you seek is found in him. The pain and the reason for it is found in him. You may not get all the answers here. But Jesus, aware of all that you have gone through because he has gone through it himself, took all of it upon himself, went to the cross despising the shame that it brought. He did not think of himself as above you. That's mind-blowing. God from heaven came down and did not think of himself too good to take on you. And faced being forsaken by his own father. Why? For the joy that was set before him. And you could be part of that equation. Despite the pain, despite what you've gone through, despite the years that you've lived in torment, despite all of that, if it is joy counted by him on your behalf, it is a joy counted for you. You are not out of the equation. Once you accept Christ, what he has won is for you. There is joy ahead. There is life ahead. There is redemption ahead. There is oneness with him and his father. One triune God. When they heard, verse 32, heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked. I mean, what do you do with information like that? It's a little. While others said, we will hear you again on, on this matter. So Paul departed from among them. However, some men joined him and believed. Among them, Dionysus, an Aeropagus, Aeropagite, and a woman named Damaris, and others with them. Peace out.
Again, thanks for listening. Catch the next part of this series, usually Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. You can also find Underground Crowds on Twitter, Patreon, Bandcamp, or undergroundcrowds.com.